the CEO is a joyful burden. Ooh. So Ooh. it was like, yo, yeah, like, say, it, say, yeah, say that, say that one more time, bro. <laughs> being being a CEO is a is a joyful burden. Yeah. And even to today, um, there's even more substance. It means even more today, yeah. especially with now having a team. So, um, but that that conversation that we were talking for like over an hour and a half, but that conversation was like, I know I'm not fulfilled. I own that. And I know I need to move. I know I need to progress. I know I need to find my purpose. It was like, we are going to have to, we're going to have to execute on that. How do you spend your 24 hours? Eight hours working, eight hours sleeping, and eight hours catching up on everything else, right? But what about when you're not doing either? Are you chasing a passion that burns so bright you can't sit still? My name is AK, and this is The One Third podcast that allows like-minded people to share some pretty dope experiences. Join me and hear the authentic stories of business-minded creators, innovators, and entrepreneurs diving into their one-third, shining a spotlight on their challenges and triumphs. We all have the same 24 hours, so what are you doing with your one-third? Yo, 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 we're back. We're back again with another episode of the One-Third Podcast. Very, very excited about this episode today, man. Um, got some real, got some real good vibes in the building today. Got some real dope folks in the building today, man. First and foremost, want to shout out Mr. Henry. Thank you for thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> He got us in the A100 Studios. It's we okay. rocking and rolling over here, man. Real nice setup. You hear the sound quality. It's, we we not just in the in the basement trapping, right? We we out here really putting some work together for y'all, man. Hey man, it's been plenty of years. I've been putting niggas in closets, <laughs> nigga. I had a laptop, oh, a man. microphone, and a closet. Oh man, we also got our very own Najee H. Kelly in the building. Austin on fire. You know yes, what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Red My jacket blazer. <laughs> <laughs> we got him in the building, and man, man, I'm I'm, I'm I hope. I hope this episode is as exciting as I as I am you know, inside because I, you are somebody I've wanted to have on this podcast for a very long time, and just things happen organically, things naturally coming to be, and here you are, you know, on the couch at the, at the studio on the on the, <laughs> on the cast with me. So, man, let me uh, let me go ahead and let you and let you let the people know who you are, bro. Man, well, I appreciate the opportunity first and foremost, man, because I'm more behind the scenes, man. So uh, to get on the mic. I like the interviews mm -hmm. with the entrepreneurs, so you know we'll get into that. But uh, it's definitely a pleasure, so I appreciate it, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Najee Hakeem Kelly um, from Cleveland, Ohio, originally, been in Austin, Texas for the past uh, a little over three years, and I'm the founder and CEO of Blended Media. Nice founder and CEO of Blended Media. Seems like everybody I bring on here has got some nice title. They doing something <laughs> cool, man. But they backing up the title, right? But is they back? But that's what we bring you. That's what you want here for. I'm not gonna bring nobody. I'm not gonna let you guys listen to nobody who's just blowing smoke up everybody, mm -hmm. right? Like I'm only gonna bring y'all the people that I feel like are. I think I got a good eye for like dope people. Mm -hmm. So like. I, I wouldn't bring you on here if I didn't feel like you was dope, bro. bro Sad, I know you back up the title. So I, I know you back up the title, but bro. yeah. So CEO and founder of Blended Media got on the shirt. You repping tough already, yeah. Man. The shirts is wavy too. I'm, I'm digging <laughs> that, man. You. I'm digging Appreciate that. Um, so yeah, tell us, tell us a little bit more about about who Najee is before you even tell us about Blended. Though, mm -hmm. like uh, you know, we know that's what you're here for, but I want to know about who Najee Hakeem Kelly is a little bit before the Blended. Man, that's a that's a loaded question, but um. <laughs> Uh, first and foremost, man, um, you know, a man of God trying to get closer to his purpose in life. 
And for me, it's it's always going back to business. Mm. You know, everything I've I've done or I've kind of gotten away from and kind of trying to see if I like this, if I'm interested in that. Yeah. And it's always going back to business. Uh, so with that being said, um, you know, for me, like only child, both parents, um, pops is from the projects. You know, so being that only child, that stereotype of, um, you know, uh, being spoiled was not the case at all. You know, so um, it was a lot of uh, things that were ingrained in me at an early age yeah, yeah. that have kind of progressed. And it was like the hard work, the discipline, um, you know, the focus of, you know, whatever you're interested in to kind of go after that, your dream. Hmm. You know, there wasn't like a lot of set limitations in the household. Yeah, It was more so of like bringing up who I am as an individual. And when you go out into the world, yeah. you represent. You yeah, represent at a yeah, high level. Yeah. Okay. That's good. That's that's good teachings, bro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you really you really preaching. So then talk to me about, you know, you're from Cleveland, you've been in Austin the last three years. At what point do you feel like you kind of I don't want to say found your purpose because I feel like that's like when you plateau and I don't want to ever like put that on anybody where they plateau, but for me I think at what point do you feel like you started finding your legs about yourself where you were like, all right, I'm, everything has to go back to business. You want to get into the media. How did you kind of come to the idea of blended being the, being that purpose for you? It was there a few iterations of that prior to blended, you know, was there a few other companies where you were like, ah, like we'll try that out first and then blended started or you knew and, and it hit. No, it definitely uh, took a minute. <laughs> it definitely took a minute. Um, I mean, I, so technically, Blended is my fourth company that I'm on. Okay. So the first one was uh, when I was 19, I started my first company. So it was actual, um, more residential IT work. Yeah, yeah. So for me, growing up, like my pops is a union electrician. Mm. Um, He took me to a lot of side projects. So I got that exposure into like construction, into like a frame, a structure where you, you're kind of building in the process of building, especially a house. Mm-hmm. I thought that was dope. Like, I'm seeing the skeleton of just the wood of a house. Mm-hmm. You see the slab of the foundation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with the electrician or electrical work, like, you do um, the electrical boxes, you run the wiring through, you know, drop it from the ceiling. Mm-hmm. He taught me all of that. Mm-hmm. So to see that, I was like, man, I like that. Yeah. You know, so for me, like, real estate was that interest in the sense of, like, construction, building things yeah. and seeing it being built from the ground up. Um, but with my pops and... In that experience, you know, there's a lot of racial issues in there. There's a lot of um, things that's not kosher. So he kind of navigated me away from like, nah, you can do better than that. Mm. So you got a Toshiba laptop early on. And there's a lot of different things that he would ask me questions about. Of course. You know, like word processing, Excel <laughs> that's what kids stuff. kids are good for. <laughs> put them to work, right? <laughs> so he put me to work, and it was like, he noticed it. Mm. I didn't really pick up on it. Yeah. But he was like, man, you should look at technology. And I was probably around um, high school, almost, I think, getting into high school. Wow. So then it was like, okay, since I kind of knew that, or that was in, like, in the back of my head now, um, you know, I went to Shaker Heights, but I actually went to Cleveland Heights, uh, 11th grade. It's supposed to be a two-year program going to Cisco CCNA. Mm-hmm. And Cisco was, like, routers and all that type of networking stuff. So the first year was the exposure into, like, you know, um, binary numbers and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And for me, it was like it was eye opening. 
I didn't pick up on quite a bit of it. I was, man, my, you talk about my grades took a nosedive, oh, man. I was man. like, <laughs> I don't know. But it was good exposure yeah. um, to, to get that. So I'm doing that program. Like I said, it got cut off the second year. But, you know, people that I met, I was able to go to, like, a robotics competition and see okay. that world. Okay. Okay. So it was, it was those things. It was like, okay, maybe there's something here. Yeah. But for me, it was it goes back to, like, I need to actually physically do it. I need to use my hands. Theory is only good for me, at least, to a certain extent. Like, mm. I actually have to, I got to test it, but I got to really figure it out for myself. Yeah. So that was where, like, okay, let me, because it was, like, when I was 15, and, you know, I've, I've grown up playing with the Army man, action figures, mm, and all that stuff. Mm. And, like, when I was 15, I picked it up again. And my pop saw that. He was like, nah, you got, you got to do something real now. Yeah. Like, you get into that age, you become a young man. Like, yeah. you got you to gotta go to work. You got to put, put in uh, some, real, some real work. So then it was like, okay. I had started to ask that question to myself. Like, all right, if I can't do that, what am I going to do? Yeah. So then it was like, okay, let's go to the paper. I naturally go to the paper and write stuff down. So it was like the ideas, so even the stuff with the planning on, um, you know, I had a, like I said, it's only me. So I had an imaginary best friend. Of course. And, of course. and my boy was raiding, man, from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah. <you> know, so. <laughs> was yours a girl, too? Heck, nah. Unfortunately, nah, man. He said his was what well, you said, raiding, raiding from Mortal Kombat? Raiding from Mortal Kombat. Man. That was, that was my boy right there, man. Say. That was my business partner. <laughs> me, me and him, like I told you about yeah. construction, yeah. me and him would go and actually, like, we were. I, of course, it would be the God of Lightning, too. You, <laughs> your pops into electricity. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it'd be a character who's into like, lightning. It's not working. <laughs> back, back, see on this. <laughs> but I mean, I love that man. I mean, it, it, that was the cool flavor yeah. in the sense of the video games, but like seeing somebody with some lightning come out. I'm like, oh, stop! Yeah, let me let me use that name. Yeah. Um, but it was like me and him, business partners, yeah. construction. Like we had our own construction company. We putting houses together. So it was like okay. Let me go to the paper and start writing some ideas now. Mm-hmm. And it was like, all right, tech-wise, let me see. Like, what could I do? And a lot of stuff I was doing, um, kind of like through the experience of being like high school and all that, was like, let me start kind of tinkering with the computers. Yeah, yeah. So I started kind of building computers on my own. Um, and then it was like, all right, I got my first job. Actually, at Tops was a grocery market. Don't no longer exist. <laughs> um, but, you know, cashier Most stuff. don't. You know, it was like old school stuff. But Something like Piggly Wiggly. Piggly Wiggly. Oh, man. Them still exist, though. Really? It's like, man, it's one back in my college hometown. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Tops couldn't survive, man. That's where Giant Eagle is at now. But um, it was like, okay, that was job one. But then going to job two, which was uh, over at Office Max, doing like logistics stuff. Yeah. And now I'm meeting people that have computer issues or have computer questions. Mm. That's where a couple of my first clients came from. Mm. So then it was like, okay, I'm doing this. And the first check... I believe I had, I got was, it was from Office Max, my first customer. I think it was like $438 and like 39 cents. Oh, wow. And I took that home to my pops. I set up the computer for him because um, I had pretty much got a, uh, an empty box. Yeah. Or he bought the empty box, updated the hard drive, updated the RAM, put different software like Office mm-hmm. um, or not Microsoft. The free version, you know, like I'm, yeah. I'm customizing okay. and tweaking. Okay, okay. And then coming home and showing my pops that check, like my, my dad was elated. So to get that feeling of like, man, like I got paid for what I just put the work in mm-hmm. for this product mm-hmm. or this, you know, this service. And I'm like, man, maybe there's something behind that. 
So it's kind of like that feeling of like you, you're building something from scratch or you're making something happen. And then the value that someone in return is paying you for what you put in. Yeah. Like those things for me was, was monumental. That doesn't go away. No, yeah. no, it doesn't. So that was like the, the first real taste of it. You know, as a real business, like I was LLC, yeah. you know, like oh, wow. I'm, I'm doing all the paperwork, contracts. Oh, I had wow. all those things. I, I learned that from my pops. Yeah, yeah. My pops had his own company, uh, One Electric. And it was, you know, same thing he's doing, but he got paid through his company. Mm -hmm. So as I'm seeing what he was doing and lessons that he was learning, yeah. I'm learning that subconsciously. But as soon as I'm doing it, I was like, oh, wait a minute. Okay. Then I'll go talk to him about, well, wait a minute. Well, I'm trying to do X, Y, and Z. Like, you got a contract? Man. So I was able to bounce, you know, ideas and things off of him. That's, you know, that's love because they say a smart man learns from his own mistakes, but a wise man learns from the mistakes of others. And my so. middle name, Hakeem, means wise. Oh, wow. Talk to him. Talk to him. We prophesizing in his joint. Hit him with I, it. Look, I knew the energy was gonna be. I knew the energy was gonna be right once I brought you in here. Talk to him. So, bro, you you've basically you know had an understanding of the business side of doing things since for a very young age. Mm. Father was a, a good champion of of your work and 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 push, putting you in that right direction. And my mom's. Yeah. No. That's and both. So both parents. Both parents. Um, my mom listened to me talk for hours on. In mm. about me and Raiden putting in some work <laughs> on the company. <laughs> now that's love. It now that is, is love, boy. though. That is man. love. That I'm is love. listen to me beat drums all day <laughs> like, for no reason. And here you are, got a whole crib set up so you can beat drums as loud man, as you want to. All I want. <laughs> <laughs> Dreams man. come true. Dreams do come true, dude. Man. So this you 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 developed this entrepreneurial spirit in, in Cleveland. What brought you to Austin, though? And I always ask that specific question because I feel like every. Everybody has a reason that they come to Austin. I don't think anybody just like picks a city out of a hat and say, "Oh, I'm gonna come to Austin." Like, you you came here for a love, you came here for an opportunity, or you came here for a passion. You know, I'm starting to find that common trend in people that move out here. What was what was the driving force for Najee? It was to get more experience in business and technology. Mm -hmm. You know, so with the first company I had, I was able to leverage that. You know, I was also doing. I went to community college. You know, information technology and networking. So, once again, theory is being taught, but I want to do like internships. I want to yeah, do co-ops. Yeah, yeah. So I was able to do a few of those. Um, and the one company, um, DDR in, in uh, Beachwood, they hired me on full time. Now it took. I did an IT internship. It was like three months over the summer. So that was like my real exposure. Yeah. Um, so they liked it. They liked what I brought to the table so much. They had offered me a position before I left, mm. but there wasn't like an opening. So I ended up going to Heinen's uh, IT department um, during, like, the fall for, like, the next, I think, three months or so. So that was 2008, because January of 2009 is when they had hired me gotcha, back gotcha. Uh, full-time. Uh, but Heinen's experience, I was in between help desk and networking. I was basically, like, liaison, liaising between both. But that experience was, like, I had the freedom. Mm -hmm. I, I was able to create my own schedule. Yeah. I'm going out to these stores, you know, setting up computers and whatnot. So that was like, okay, um, I'm in between. I had the help desk experience from mm -hmm. the IT mm -hmm. uh, internship. And I was more like sit the desk, you answering the phone calls and all that. But to be able to kind of move out and do my own thing within the confines of, of the system per se, that was unique to me. Mm -hmm. Like, I like that. So that was like a, a taste right there in a sense of like you – but if you have your own business, if you have your own thing, you're able to create your own schedule. You're able to create your own um, um, however you work, yeah. logistics-wise. You can do yeah. all those things yeah. on you. You determine your paycheck, basically. Right. Nice. You know. Nice. So then when I'm going, when I went to DDR, 
you know, it started in t- uh, January 20, uh, 2009, um, and around probably like spring of 2011 is where I kind of hit that plateau of like, this is not challenging anymore, mm. it's mundane, mm. and that's when, for me, I started asking the questions of like, man, like I'm still in my early 20s, I'm not fulfilled, what am I doing, yeah. why am I here? Yeah. And that was where, you know, kind of going back to like, why, purpose-wise, why am I here? So this is the, the self-reflection point of what I'm doing is not enough. Where do I go from here? Mm-hmm. So for me, one of the first things was where can I go and get challenged where I can kind of grow? And for me, I was looking for personal development. I was looking for leadership, um, looking for guidance. Like management wasn't supportive of me trying to figure out where I wanted to mm-hmm. go within just the technical space. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, if y'all ain't going to help me, like, I'm going to go out and get them on my yeah, own. Yeah, I'm going to get my own help. So that was this catalyst of, okay, before I quit, let me start doing some research. And basically it was like, I know business is my passion. I just don't know what direction I'm going to go in yeah. or want to go in. So the more and more research I started doing, I'm like, let me start looking for people that look like me that's in business. And the more I kept looking, the more I kept researching – I'm not seeing no color. <laughs> the on less these you was fine. <laughs> I'm like, man, what? I'm like, why? Why is it the way it is? Yeah. The four is 100. The four is 400 list. Mm. None of these lists okay. have a lot of color on okay. it. Okay, talk about it. Talk you know, about so it. So you have, even on, for me, like the billionaire status in the sense of building a company up to that level. Yeah. The influence, the things that come with that. Not the prestige in the sense of the access of like you got that much money, mm-hmm. but the things in the sense of the business is on a global scale. The business influence is globally uh, unknown or yeah, is, is yeah, felt. Yeah. So for me, it was like I wanted to kind of understand how to build a business on that level. That's in, that's what I'm achieving or striving for. Yeah, yeah. If I don't hit that mark, I'd rather I, I would have um, tried to strive for it versus mm. kind of lowball myself and say, okay, I'm going to play it safe. Yeah, okay. So rather go big than, 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 than go, uh, go low. So um, – that research was the catalyst of now I'm finding, uh, I believe it was 2013, Black Enterprises Top 100 Minority Grossing Companies. Mm. I only knew of worldwide technology, but I didn't know nothing about the company. Mm. So, you know, no disrespect, but it's like none of those companies on that list from me, from my perspective, were industry leaders. I never heard of them. Yeah, okay. So I'm like, you, we've heard of the Facebooks, we yeah. heard of Twitters and yeah, Googles and all that, yeah. but... When it comes to these other companies, now they could be service-based. A lot of them probably are not on that technical wave, mm-hmm. um, and especially, I think, from our communities of color in the sense of it's more of like the, uh, the things is more logistical than what we need every day, you know, but there's a whole other side to that. But a lot of the research I was finding was like service-based companies, that those are only scalable to a certain extent. Yeah. One of the, the, the daunting tab, uh, um stats was i think it was like 2009 i believe was the report but now mind you i think this is when 2011 i'm reading this yeah so i think it was 1.9 million black owned companies 1.8 million were sole props so you mean to tell me 100,000 or actually have an employee more than one employee it was like this information i was finding out was just like that's crazy we in 2011 and we got these stats I, so me, I was my mind was blown. Like man, I felt like we were so far behind in other uh, other cultures when it came to business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it took a, a, a couple different iterations of different experiences for me. So to kind of like fast forward a little bit, and um, well, put it this way, kind of keeping it in chronological order. <laughs> 
you know, so I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm doing this research. I'm finding out, you know, a lot of these lists are not, you know, having color on it. I'm finding these other stats about, you know, black-owned companies yeah. and even Hispanic companies, Latinx companies. I'm like, okay, like I, that's where I found out about uh, Bob Johnson, about, you know, the first, uh, one of the first black billionaires. Mm-hmm. Um, and then BET, but then BET being sold to Viacom. And yeah. now Viacom is not the makeup of, you know, why it was started. So it yeah. was like, well, why? Yeah, exactly. Oh. Don um, uh, Pebbles, Peebles, if I'm saying his name right, my mm-hmm. client, um, real estate mogul down in Florida. You know, so I'm seeing, um, you know, examples here and there. They were older examples, which is cool, but tech-wise, and kind of like what where the millennial generation mm-hmm, is at, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the stories are not... Um, there's not a lot of those type of stories. Yeah. Not a lot of things that you can grab hold on of like, man, like I want to build X, Y, and Z. Yeah. On that level. Yeah. yeah They're coming, but you. on that level. I got you. So it was like, okay. And especially growing up, like we black. So athlete. Yep. Entertainer. Yep. These are the normal narratives. Yep. yep. This is how you make it. Yeah. Or criminal. Well, criminal. You can't that, forget about criminal. That's, that is that's, well, that's real. That's a profession as well. <laughs> that's you cannot real. forget about criminal. That's hey, real. You know, that's so you, you got to. But you're right. But really, if you want to even take it another step further, that's business. Yeah. Now that's the wrong way to do business. Yeah, true. But, but it's business. It is, it is an element of, of business to it. Yeah. Um, which is why I like fifty to you know fifty fifty off the chain. But I do like fifty's business acumen in the sense of how he goes and it applies things that he learned industries mm-hmm, to business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you know how he goes about doing so. It was like reading these stories and learning more and more was what got the ears and the in the mind like pretty like, oh, okay. This is interesting. Oprah, I can't forget about Oprah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially from a media standpoint, what she's built and how she's built it. Cause she's built it on her brand. I mean, good lord. She and she ain't playing games. No, nah, so, not at all. Um these are these are some good examples to find, but they were not enough. Yeah. Um, so it was okay. I want to get out of corporate. I want to get challenged in leadership development, personal development. And for me, my, my pops is Navy. Now, he was active duty. He was on the Nimitz. So, and that was back in 76 when he went in. So, I, I saw that example. I had that in the household. Mm. I never thought I would go into the military, but I had that at home as far as the respect, the discipline, the things that yeah, I was taught yeah. was ingrained in me. That's what he got a lot from the Navy. So, as I'm looking at branches, because even uh, my boy Mark, uh, Pastor Mark, you know, in Cleveland, like that was my manager. Yeah. I met him at, at, the, at the job. So I'm having these type of conversations with him. I'm letting like, yo, man, I'm frustrated. You can't find I'm your, not part, looking for your purpose. Yeah. Right. And with him being a pastor, it was it was almost it's probably like August of 2011. And we had like our it was only us. And it was us, basically we was on help desk. He got promoted. Um, and then when uh, I got promoted as a client desk support specialist, then they created a department for him. So we okay. were desktop support. So it was just got the it. two of us. So we have our, uh, our our meetings. And one of the um, last meetings we had, it was nothing about DDR. <laughs> it was all purpose. Yeah, yeah. And that was where, man, I, I kind of just, you know, shared my heart with him. And he had already kind of seen some things, you know, through the mm-hmm, conversation. Mm-hmm. And he had let me know some things. And one of the things I remember distinctly was the CEO is a joyful burden. Oof. So Oof. it was like, yo, yeah, like, say, that, yeah, say that, say that one more time, bro. <laughs> being, being a CEO is a, is a joyful burden. Yeah. And even to today, um, there's even more substance. It means even more today, yeah. especially with not having a team. So, 
Um, but that that conversation that we were talking for like over an hour and a half, but that conversation was like, I know I'm not fulfilled. I own that. And I know I need to move. I know I need to progress. I know I need to find my purpose. It was like, we are going to have to, we're going to have to execute on that. We knew that. So for me, it was okay. Let me look at the military. And it was only Navy and Air Force as my two options. I'm more of a, like a support person. Yeah, yeah. I'm not the gung-ho, like, in-your-face type yeah, dude. I'm yeah. more of the laid-back. So for me, the, the Navy and the, and the Air Force kind of fit my personality more so. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and, you know, I wasn't 100% sure because I'm like, do I go active? I didn't really know about the reserve option mm-hmm. until um, kind of like the last minute. Yeah. But I signed first two, uh, two contracts were active-duty contracts. And I'm like, okay, well, the first one was like Ian, Ray, like Benjamin, and the other one was like PS. I'm like, I needed something to kind of equate to business. Yeah, gotcha. And then when I learned about the reserve option, I asked the recruiter, and the only thing they said they had open was LS, which is logistics specialist. Yeah. I'm like, oh, logistics, That's, yeah, I yeah, can equate right? that to business. <laughs> I'm like, sold, man, sign me up. So, <laughs> yeah. so that was like, okay, I'm going into, into the Navy logistics and for me it was like the reserve option was so enticing was when I'm learning I wanted to apply it to my business as soon as possible Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so you know went in and did that so um, the crazy thing was when I came back so basically you got boot camp you got A school A school boot camp is two months A school was a month Yeah. so I come back and I'm like man I was I was spending mentally Two months, I couldn't really do anything. I couldn't focus. Hmm. I'm like, do I do my business? Do I do active duty? Because you kind of get used to that um, that lifestyle and that routine. Yeah. So it took about two months, but in that time, I'm looking at Netflix. Chasing Ice was a documentary that came out. Okay. And that's, that's about the polar ice caps, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I've seen. I haven't watched it, but mm-hmm. I've seen that documentary. You know, Netflix. I think if you leave it on there too long, it starts. <laughs> it'll tell you about the right. show. So I got caught up looking at a minute of the trailer. Like, oh man, it's. This might actually be interesting. Mm-hmm. Might <laughs> we'll watch it tonight. That's <laughs> <laughs> a watch list. <laughs> but it was that for me, looking at that, I fell in love with photography. Okay. And I okay. really fell in love with the power of what photography and yeah. how you can use that as a yeah. tool. So basically, you know, polar ice caps melting. He basically National Geographic uh, photographer used time-lapse photography to tell the story of the ice caps melting. And when he presented that to the scientific community and everyone was kind of like uh, jaws dropped, he basically presented a non-objective uh, like story. You, you can't dispute this, right? Yeah. It was facts. It yeah. wasn't like, "Hey, this is my perspective," yeah. or "This is like, this is my opinion only." He delivered facts, visual facts. Mm. So for me, I fell in love with I can tell a story, and that story has that level of impact on people's lives. Yeah, wow. That was what I fell in love with. So for me, it was like, okay. I'm doing all this research. I'm not seeing any stories. Let me start documenting my own journey. Ooh, okay. And that's when I first bought my first camera. Still okay. got the camera, but that's when I. That's when I'm. What kind of it. camera was it? It's a for, Canon for Rebel. Some of you photographers out there. <laughs> it was a Canon Rebel T T three I. Okay. Or T three. Ooh, that's the good one. <laughs> <laughs> good starter one. Good starter one. And uh, it was. It's interesting because you know getting to the whole photography thing, you know you have. I think you will have some that will say it's the equipment. Mm-hmm. Then you'll probably have some that will say it's the actual person yeah. and how the individual yeah. uses that yeah. tool and that camera. So for me, I'm kind of more on like using a tool because even I still have that camera to today. And it's not the high quality DSLR, but it still gets the job done to a certain extent. Um, but I do need to get a new one. But it was like, okay, <laughs> it was a great starter. And um, when I, like I said before, I bought that actually, it took me a minute. I, I bought that probably in 2013. 
So mind you, I come back in 2012, two months, couldn't really do too much. And then after that two-month period, I'm like, okay, let me focus on the business. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was like I started my second company, and that was more around strategy, management. Mm. And interesting enough, my my cousin, John, he's a pro ball player, Mm -hmm. and he's working with the Cavs now. So in that time where, you know, he's getting ready to leave college, you know, he's, he's, you know, semi-pro, like, going overseas and playing – Management was a big thing for him, like man, like he was looking for that. Okay. So my pops kind of put the bug in my ear once again, as far as that man, you got you got good management skills, yeah. you got good discipline when it comes to finances. So it was like, okay, well, maybe let me can, think maybe about you can that. Jump into that, yeah. And off of that, and knowing my cousin what he was doing, is I like, I put a proposal together. I I got a called a meeting with his mom, his pops, him. Wow. Um, this is your like this is blood cousin, not like we yeah. grew up together cousin. Yeah. Wow. And you put a proposal for the fam. Yeah. So with putting that proposal together, um, you know, had that conversation with him. Was like, okay, help him with the profile. Mm-hmm. Speak to him as a ball player, and whether he got an agent, whether he got another manager, like they could build off of that. Mm-hmm. You know. So then that led me actually working with a uh, apparel company in Cleveland, um, helping them from like a social media slash uh, strategy standpoint, like how do they build and grow their brand yeah. locally. So with that. Uh, these like experiences, like hands-on things, like it was just me trying to figure out my way in As business. You go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So one of the other things that was pertinent to me was like I want to I want to get more in, involved in business. So the Urban League Small Business Development Center in Cleveland um, was there, like downtown. So I reached out. I went in. I was just trying to volunteer. And they actually hired me and contracted me out through my second company. And, wow. Yeah, so it was like, you never know as you do things what opportunities come along. Man, man. And this is through your, your second, uh, the second company was, got you. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, wise management. <laughs> so doing, you know, having that contract with, with um, the Herb, or with the Small Business Development Center, I was there for probably like a good three or four months. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, it kind of evolved into me actually teaching an entre- uh, entrepreneurship course, oh. um, which I'm like not a teacher by no means. I need to work on that. <laughs> but we all like, got someone we need to work on, man. Definitely. But it was like that experience, you know, definitely had a lot more respect for the process and what teachers go through because there's no joke. Preparation, ridiculous. Yeah, I bet. Um, but just witnessing the ideas, the folks that were coming through, from my perspective, it's like, man, like, no one's talking about technology. No one's using technology. Mm. It's about barbershops, hair salons, things mm. that we do and we do well. Mm. Why are we consistently doing it? Mm. Why is there no innovation behind it? Yeah, we're still doing the same old routine, same old norms. Yeah, yeah. So I'm seeing that constantly. So once again, I'm like, man, this is like, this, this adds to what I was reading about. Mm-hmm. I'm now witnessing it. Mm-hmm. So, ooh. You know, once again, that just added more uh, fuel to the fire. Yeah. But startup uh, weekend um, global event that came to Cleveland. It was like a four year gap, but yeah. that came to Cleveland. Okay. That uh, f- January, even late January or early February, and basically, you know, you got a, a whole room of people, different uh, backgrounds in yeah. uh, business. Yeah. And this is design. the same startup weekend that they have out here in Austin. Yep. I didn't even know it was a global. I actually thought it was just the Austin thing. No, it's, it's global. Man. Okay. It's okay. global. I think it's one of the uh, programs by Techstars, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. Techstars is really out here moving. Yes, they Shout are. Shout out to Techstars. Global, global organization. Yeah. Um, so going and, and witnessing and being a part of that, there was two guys that pitched uh, a company. So basically, 
we had taken that uh, the concept of um, recruiting Mm -hmm. for college students to gain experience in short-term projects, Mm -hmm. and we started a company behind that. And that was my real first startup experience. Oh, okay, I see. So I knew I was going to get deployed. Um, I volunteered for a deployment in uh, September of 13. Mm-hmm. And demo day, I think, was like November. Mm-hmm. So I missed out on probably like the last 15% of the program. But that experience for me, I'm like, I'm the only black dude. Now our team, our makeup, Rakesh was Indian, Sam was white. Me, black, and then um, Stefan was uh, from Serbia. Okay, so it was a diverse makeup. It was a nice mix. Yeah. But me being a black dude, yeah. I'm like the yeah. last one to get acknowledged in the conversation. Of course. I'm the last one to be looked at. Of course. I had to make my presence felt and yeah. known. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, like that, that whole thing for me was just like. Uh, you finna get me on a hold, <laughs> man. I'm holding back. I'm biting my tongue right now. Oh man, that whole experience is just—you already know, man. It's just—it it eats you up. Like, why yeah. is it the way it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you—and I'm sorry. I got—I got I to gotta talk about it. It's, it's one of those things where you start looking internally. Like, is—is—is is, is is what I'm me? going? Is it me? Yep. Is what I'm? Is it because I'm? Is it me? Is it because I'm black? Is it because mm-hmm. of this? Maybe I'm not as smart as these guys. Maybe my work isn't as good as these guys. Maybe I'm not cut out. Like that imposter syndrome really starts to kick in, man. Absolutely. And it really makes you doubt and question every single thing that you have been holding on to as your foundation. And so it's 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 almost it's like a, it's a toxic mentality to really have, right? It. it I, so I, I can definitely understand where you're coming from when, when you are the only black person in an environment in which, you know, you, you're looking for – you're in a team environment, basically. You're right. looking for support from others. You're looking for some of those things. And being the last person to be acknowledged, bro, it's like I, I, I thought I was dope when I walked in onto this team. Yeah, I thought I was valued to be here. <laughs> Even that, too. Like, I thought I was valued to be here. I thought we were on the same page. I thought we were supposed to be a team. Right. But it's looking like – Y'all think I'm the weak link in this in, in this equation. That's not necessarily the case. And then it's like me versus y'all. It's like exactly, exactly. And then you very quickly turn into the angry black man in a situation, right? Where it's like, ah, uh, he's not so well to work with, right? And that's how these. That's uh, it's it's a very like if you're not careful, it can be a very um, it can be a a very toxic cycle that you you create for yourself where like you get stuck into that mentality of like every time you go somewhere you have to over assert yourself you have to over be nice you have to have over dialogue and right. conversations like you jokes have to be extra funny when you when you <laughs> when you listen to somebody like you you always have to go above and beyond and, and it they growing up that's what i that's how i was raised learning that like one you know i'm of nigerian descent so not even from a black or a white standpoint it was it was a you're not an american type mm-hmm. thing so like as as such, you have to work harder than other people who are around you, whether they're white, whether they're black. Like, gotta be for, the best. You got to be the best regardless. You have to be the best. You have to transcend above all because nobody's going to give you that handout. It's not going to be given to you. Um, and, and, and like these things don't just happen on their own, right? So I've, that's kind of the, the mentality I'd always been raised. And regardless of like race or like, you know, culture or, or diversity or inclusion or any, any of that. So I've always kind of had that in the back of my mind as well. Definitely. So that was, um, it, I mean, with that, I mean, getting ready to leave, um, I don't want to say it was a sour taste, but it was just to have that dialogue with the team and, like, yeah. you know, I'm getting ready to leave and do X, Y, and Z. 
um, I kind of we basically got five thousand a piece for each founder, and yeah. I actually reinvested it. So I lost that money because yeah. that company never panned out. Yeah, but that was a good teaching. You reinvested moment. it back into that company. Yep, I never took the five k and used it for and myself. It, yeah, mm-hmm. it was like, hey, I had you know whatever percentage of the company. Like, let me reinvest and get mm-hmm. an additional. Were you percentage. the only one of the founders that reinvested? Yep. Damn. So you know, learning, Damn. learning, learning, teaching Damn. moment right there. Damn. Um, and you might have. I mean, not to say that, but you might have done that just to. That might have been you trying to prove your value. It was more of me, like, what I put into it, I believed in the mm-hmm. vision, I believed in the company, mm-hmm. and then it was like, oh, maybe this might be an interesting moment to kind of get the investor hat on, mm-hmm. you know? So it was that, I had that dynamic of, I may not be a founder, I may have to, um, you know, transition out of the founder seat, but there's an investor option as well. Maybe I can go that route. Yeah, yeah. You know, but that was completely new, but it was like that, I saw as an opportunity to kind of test that out. Um, so you got to be able to kind of, uh, you know, fail your way through. Ooh, that's another one that you, you <laughs> failing your way through. <laughs> you, you, it's not success stories are, are, are made, are the derivative of failure. Yep. So, okay. Which gotcha. we often don't speak on, so. Yeah, it's it's very interesting that we always talk about, I mean, that's kind of the society we live in now. You got you get Instagram, the Twitter, you know, social media in general. Anytime you step out into the light, you got to be putting your best foot forward. You have to have your shiniest hat on. You got to have your best speech going forward, your, your best suit on. And that picture's got to be cropped just the, right. The picture's got to right be cropped angles. just right. You know, the lighting got to be, <laughs> the lighting got to be Gucci. You got to yeah. make sure the light, everything is all, is all spick and span just so you can... Just so like it's 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 presentable, regardless of what you're saying. Like at the very least, it's presentable to like to people. You might you might not be saying anything, but it's glistening like gold. So therefore, like it's mistaken for gold. Mm-hmm. Um, so walking away from from that company and, and taking some of those hard lessons, you know, dealing with some of the things that you dealt with as well, sounds like that just it, it sounds like every moment that you went through as far as getting your hands and diving in head first, no matter what it is, right? Mm. A lot of that seems to be the catalyst and, and the foundation of, of where you are today, for sure. Definitely. As far as, especially as far as Blended is concerned. Right. Um, kind, of, kind of walk me through, or walk all of us through kind of where Blended came to fruition or where everything came to a head now. Well, I got... So for me, like the is a all these different combinations of the journey and different elements yeah. that have kind of all been pieced together, yeah. which is a blend. Okay, and, talk about it. You know, pun intended, because when I went and got deployed, I took my camera with me. Mm. So I actually started because me, like I took the documentarian approach in as far as photography. But being deployed, actually taking pictures of people, do, doing MWR, which is like our entertainment rec stuff, uh, events. And when I got the OIC, the commander on base, asking for me personally, like, these were things that added up to building the confidence in shooting and shooting people. Okay. Um, to the opportunities when um, Tristan Walker launched Bevel out of Silicon Valley. And, like, I'm military, brother, shaving, mm-hmm. the whole uh, cutting uh, down for people of color, yeah, like, mainly yeah, African-American yeah. men. It was, like, no-brainer, light bulb. Yeah. So I reached out to him on Twitter, and then, long story short, they interviewed me and my boy Ward that was out in Bahrain. They sent us a kit, two kits. Wow. So we basically shaved with the kids. We tested it out, and I was taking photos and documenting that. Yeah. 
You know, so they did a, a write up. They interviewed both of us. They did a write up, and the photos I took were, were actually used in the actual editorial. Shout out to Bevel, absolutely, man. man. <laughs> so, but that process for me was like light bulb and like content creation. Mm-hmm. A company seeing value in that yeah, process, yeah. and me getting an exposure to kind of see like how do you actually put that piece of content together. So that specifically was a huge light of content media storytelling. Mm. Now, I got to go back to 2013. I love Bloomberg. It's one of my favorite channels. Yeah. So Brink came on in 2013. Rachel Crane was an investigative reporter, and she took you into environments, each story. So you got that interaction component. It wasn't that sit interview, but yeah. it was the let me walk you through the environment. A day in a life type vibe. Yeah. Right. You yeah. get the sense of like who the founder and CEO is, the team, the different projects that were being worked on. So Tech Shop, Singularity University, mm-hmm. like some two main ones that I, that I always remember. But that was a framework I didn't know until November of 2015. Um, so I went back to Cleveland when I got deployed or came back home. Well, I got to mention, I had, I extended. So you somewhere over a year, you get two weeks, they'll send you anywhere, they'll pay for the plane ticket. So mm-hmm. I went to Silicon Valley. Now, I based my trip Small around, <laughs> yeah, man, you got to use the military, because the military going to use you for real. Um, <laughs> you got to use everybody, because everybody's going to use you. That's one thing I'm starting to learn just in general. Not... Not to be a user or whatever, but like everything is a resource that's tool, available. Yep. To, yeah, everything's a tool. Yeah, everything is a, absolutely a tool to get you where you're supposed to be going. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not necessarily where you need to be right now, but like, like you mentioned, there's things that you were doing when you were a child, things that you were doing when you were in high school and as a teen and then as a young adult that are coming to a head now and like are making more and more sense. So like mm-hmm. everything is just a, is, is a revolution of itself. Right. And that experience out in Silicon Valley, like this is cool, mm-hmm. too expensive. Um, I felt like if you went, if you didn't go to like an Ivy League school, like you got lost real quick. So I mean, I was able to meet Wayne Sutton briefly. I was able to meet Angela Benton. Um, so those are like key moments. I was able to kind of just meet people that were in tech and people that I'm seeing because looking at CNN Black in America when that came yeah, out, yeah, that was like I knew now about Angela. Benton. I knew about Wayne. Mm-hmm. I knew about mm-hmm. Anthony Frazier. So when I was in Bahrain, I reached out to Anthony. That was the first person I reached out to, and me and him talked. Uh, on Google, and I was able to kind of share my story, and he shared his experience. So that component of I'm seeing stories, I'm seeing content through media, and then I can actually reach out and touch and physically yeah. connect with people. So hold on, let me. You reaching out to them like nobody facilitated the intro, nobody no. like you just went and looked up their information and like and reached out on your own. I mean, technology, man, these tools, Twitter. I yeah. love Twitter. Twitter yeah. is huge for me. It has been a huge value in like networking and reaching mm-hmm. out to people. Mm-hmm. You know, I think how you reach out to people, you know, being authentic, you know, asking questions and you wanting to learn mm-hmm. versus I want, I need. You know, there's a there's a right there's a there's a humble way to kind of come to people, gotcha. meet people. Because yeah, yeah. I mean, they say you know a lot of people or everybody likes to talk about themselves and of what course. they do. Of course, <laughs> you know. So if you if you approach it in a way where I want to learn from you. Um, it's it's more of an open dialogue versus a well. Wait a minute. Well, what? You, why are you coming at me like that? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So, um, I'm thankful for Anthony to read. I mean, and we still connect. We still in, in, are in contact. Angela Bidden, like I appreciate the opportunity to be able to talk to these folks. Um, so you know, had that Cali experience, came back. So I knew I needed to leave Cleveland. Cleveland's business scene at that time and startup scene was like too slow for me. Yeah, yeah. And there was some political elements involved. So. Austin became the next target for me. Mm-hmm. Now, I reached out once again on Twitter to Joshua Barrett, and he sent me a whole bunch of links. 
And so for me, it was like ecosystem wise, I was able to kind of get a sense of like what was going on in Austin. And Bunker Labs is one of those organizations, you know, being a vet, reached out to them. Jonathan, I talked to him when I was in Cleveland. I was like, yo, I'm thinking about moving down. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure about X, Y, and Z. Like, could you, you know, offer some insight? And me and him had that conversation. Um, and he always liked to tell people, like, there's a lot of people he talked to, but there weren't, uh, there were only a very uh, select few that actually, yeah. you know, came. Yeah. But uh, with um, the, another guy that reached out to me, Max, on LinkedIn, I met him. Uh, when I came to Austin. So basically it was like, you know what, I got to a point, and I had this, I was sitting in my living room, or my, my mom's living room, and I had this gut feeling of like, I'm, I'm not supposed to be here. I need to leave, I need to leave. Mm-hmm. And I could not not act. Yeah, So couldn't shake that. I got four bags, I packed four bags, I got on a plane, and, I'm, and, I, and I left for Austin. And I, like even my mom, like my mom, she gave me like I'll see you later type hug. Yeah. So she didn't even like fully realize. Register. Right. I'm, I'm leaving. Right. Yeah. So tail end of March 2015, I came down here to South by, checked that out. I met Max. He made some introductions to people, and I've been here ever since. Wow. Um, but it took me. I worked at a couple different startups, in in Austin. Um, done some um, some contract work. You know, fall back on my technical skills. But I also did Lyft and Uber, too. Because mm-hmm. for me, it was like, I'm more of a, I'm type of dude laid back where I'd be at the house two yeah. weeks. I ain't got to yeah. talk to nobody. I'm good. But I've kind of like, well, me, if one, if I'm going to get a car, like, I'm going to make some money with it. Yeah. But if I do Uber and Lyft, I'm going to challenge myself to talk to strangers. Yep. And get comfortable with that process. I, so, I drove Lyft out here for a little while mm-hmm. um, in Austin. And I think that was, number one, I learned the layout of the city. Yep. And then, two, I learned how to engage with people that I didn't really want to engage with. Cause Extremely important. I got you in my car, man, and, and it was 10, 15-minute <laughs> ride. Like, I want to know who you are. Right. Started end up meeting a bunch of people, getting a bunch of cars just to get my whole, like, networking mm-hmm. experience was right. Because, like you said, I... I'm not an introvert, but I'm not an extrovert. And I think the word is like ambivert. Mm. And there are stints in which like I don't want to be around nobody. I don't want to talk to nobody. I don't got the energy for human interaction. And there's other times where like I want to be around everybody. I want to be the life of the party. And I want to. I, I'm gonna talk your head off. Uh, and finding that happy medium is for, so it can serve me has been interesting, especially into adulthood. You don't. Not in a college, in an institutionalized setting such as college or on a football team where the social networking and interactions are catered for you they're 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 already they're already kind of you're babied into that right Right. whereas now you everybody's waking up they got their own schedule they got their own things they're working on you know they don't really have much time for anything else other than what they got going on so learning how to network in that kind of space has been a bit of a challenge or it was a bit of a challenge so learning driving lift i think i did that for like six months at least Mm -hmm. One, made some great money doing that. Right, right. <laughs> some great money. I think when Lyft in Austin or Lyft and Uber came out here, I think that was like one of the biggest, Austin became one of the biggest markets for them out here. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely for some of y'all who are looking for a side gig, if you got a, if you got a four-door sedan at a, <laughs> that's in good shape, you might, not, might need to sign up because that will get you money weekly quick yep, yep. for sure. They paying out for real. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so. Oh, well, to add to answer the question, like those experiences, um, and then my pivotal pivotal moment was November of 2015. Called my mom again. I'm like, I don't know what to do. I'm I'm lost. I'm yeah. like, what I'm doing is not what I think I should be doing. But you know, where do I go? And what she said to me was like, just do something. Mm. 
God will, will uh, share the rest, or share the rest, or will reveal the the rest. But mm. you got to do something. You mm. got to go. You, as you go, things will develop. So then it was like, okay, I put the vision together for the docu series. Mm-hmm. It was going back to that, and those combos of experiences, like, okay, let me put a docu series idea together. I know I now need an editor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I need more production behind it. I know I need mm-hmm. a camera person. So. Then it was the people I was meeting. Uh, I reached out, Young Black Austin. I put it in the Slack group. Mm. I had Tiffany. She reached out to me. She was the first person I talked to. And then I got the camera. And then I got the sound director. Tiffany. Uh, Tiffany Tavares. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, okay. So, you know. The- shout, out, shout out to Young Black Austin, man. <laughs> shout out to Young Black Austin. Um, you got resources and tools. You got you to gotta utilize them. Yeah. Um, so the first team fell apart because we started doing two months of pre-production. We shot um one um one time it wasn't the entire show but one time and basically it was sam from candidly who's who we were shooting it was going through tech stars at the time once again shout out to tech stars and amos because they, we had their support to shoot mm-hmm. um but we were kind of split on you know do we keep shooting do we keep you know learning on the production side and basically the first scene fell apart and that's when i had to pivot wow Okay. But out of that process came the name Blended. Yeah. Blended best represented what we were trying to do long term. Yeah. What it, was the the name prior to Blended? There was no name. There was no name. Just a team of people. Yep. It was okay. a docu-series and it was like, as we're going through pre-production, this is this is what we're trying to do. We're, one, we're wanting to tell these stories because these stories are not being told. Yeah. And then two, like owning that narrative. Yeah. You know, they, they, just different elements. Blended was a, was, and actually uh, Tiffany's mom was there when the name came about because we got her perspective too. She's mm-hmm. a teacher. Mm-hmm. And it was like, where you guys are going, the, the showcasing of the stories, the things and how you're going about putting the, the team and putting the, executing on the, on the storytelling, it's a blend. Mm-hmm. And Blended came out of that. So Blended Media, I had to shift to in uh, February of 2016. Mm-hmm. And basically, it was like, let me go back to what I know and what I can control. And that was photography. So I took Humans in New York, which is, you know, photographer goes, interviews different people around New York, different mm-hmm. people, different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. They all got a story. And I was like, well, what's the entrepreneurs of color story? And that aha moment, why are they doing what they're doing? And then what's the next step for them? Mm. That was the start of Blended Media. Mm. Wow. Wow. So basically taking everything that you've, everything that you've, that has made they, all the experiences that you learned from and not discarding any of that. That's really what I've heard. You yeah. didn't just, you didn't, it doesn't seem like you went too far away from like your passion. Like you kept, it sounds like you were looking for a passion. You were trying to figure out what it was, but like, it's not like it was right under your nose this entire time, right? And to you didn't really have to look too far or go too far outside of yourself. You know, you got into the Navy or yeah, you got into the Navy, mm-hmm. end up getting into the LS. That kind of helped you, you kind of pave your way into, into, into getting on that business side of things and, well, that was more everything I went in for in, in the military. I didn't really get hmm. what I really got, and which is applicable to the business. What I'm doing now was I got the cultural experience. I was able to interact with people from Bahrain. Hmm. I was able to interact with people. I've been to Sicily. I've been to Korea. So to get those experiences traveling and meeting hmm. people from different cultures is very important. Like I've gotten a global education from that experience. Yeah. So when it comes to diversity and inclusion, reaching out to other people, learning from other people's perspectives, these are things from the military side where I was actually able to do it and walk it out. I'm now able to walk it out in the business setting. Um, what is so that global education? Then you know, 
What does that diversity and inclusion look like for you then? Because now you're going for more than just what it looks like from a Western colon, you know, a Western civilization lens, right, or just an American lens, but mm-hmm. you've kind of seen it across the board. You've been in different countries. You've been involved in different things. Mm-hmm. What, what does that diversity and inclusion look like for you? I mean, that's a loaded question. I mean, of course it's a loaded question. I'm, I'm only here to, to ask loaded <laughs> questions. <right? laughs> I mean, it's, to me, it's not like one right answer because everyone is coming from it from a different yeah. you know, angle, a different perspective. But the inclusive and the blend and for, you know, the play on the name, like the blend of, we're, for me, like we're all human beings at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. That's the common denominator. And for me, it was like the things that make us unique, our cultural background, yeah. our cultural makeup, the things that we like, the things that we don't like is where our individualism come in, comes into play. Mm. So if we're able to showcase that through content and content is a, or media is a great way to show the humanity in us all mm-hmm. and what makes us unique and different through our stories, those to me is like the power where media is able to amplify those things. Mm. It's like, are we able or willing to listen and, and look at those things of like, well, wait a minute, I never knew that. I never thought about that person in this way. I never thought that this individual or the, this group of folks could actually do X, Y, and Z. Like it breaks down, it breaks down stereotypes, it breaks down uh, per, per, yeah. perspectives. I mean, it can be used for, for positive and negative, but I think in the right way, it helps do more good than it does, does harm. Wow. Wow. And I think, you know, I think just bringing everything full circle for me, that's kind of what naturally led me to blend it. And, and it, made, it made more sense. It just, it just naturally made sense, right? Mm. Uh, you know, when I was looking to start the podcast, I was trying to figure out who was going to help and what team, how I was going to help, who I was going to put on the team or, you know, who I wanted around me in got pointed in the direction of, hey, like, you know, I had a conversation with Alexis, and she was like, hey, I think you need to talk to to this guy I know. Like, basically, that's how she framed it. She didn't tell me. I don't even think she told me, like, y'all work together. I think she just said, like, I need you to talk to Najee. And I was like, who, who is that? Like, I never heard of this dude before, but she just kept saying it. She didn't say y'all work together. She didn't say anything about blended. Mm-hmm. She just said, this conversation sounds a lot like the conversation I'm ha- I've had with Najee. Y'all need to talk. Mm-hmm. And... um Coming, coming to sitting in some of the meetings, just meeting you, hearing you tell your story. Even now, you telling your story. Now it's like, it's just, it just makes sense, mm-hmm. right? When you you find other people who are passionate about the same things you're passionate about, who are who are trying to achieve the same things you're trying to achieve, and they are they are taking the responsibility uh, that you know we're, we're picking up and and trying to make right. sure that we're putting people in a, and giving them pay, telling the stories that need to be told, right? right. <clears throat> When it happens so like naturally like that, it just is one of those things where it's like just do it. Right. Everything will make sense. Just just do it. Everything will make sense. Like I just picked up a microphone a couple of months ago, and then lo and behold, mm-hmm. here our paths come collide. Crap. I mean, I've been in Austin four years. I never met you, never right. known you, never seen you before, and it just so happens that people who I've known separately of blended media, separately of you know the team. All signs point back to to here, and that that story of you know trying to blend that that diversity and inclusion. I think for me, I I really have a, a bone to pick with diversity and inclusion in a sense of like I think we all do. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I got a bone in a sense like I I don't like the fact that it's like 
it's like one without the it's one or the other right it's like diversity and inclusion it's not a both or like a they don't come buy one get one free type thing right it's like it's like uh it's almost being treated as if like you got to have diversity first and then you can have that inclusion right Mm -hmm. and you're taking that blended approach of like why not both right Mm -hmm. why can't you be diverse and also be inclusive and how and almost for me it's like how can you have one without the other it's they're being treated as if they're not synonymous Mm -hmm. And the name in and of itself, the blended is right. Like, what are we blending? We're blending diversity and inclusion in the tech, media, and business space, right? Like, it's yep. it's all we're trying to paint that picture and like make it a melting pot of like you you. There is no tech without telling the complete story of everybody involved in tech, right? There is no business without telling the complete story of everybody involved in business and media and so on and so forth. Because it takes a village. It definitely takes a village, man. It it definitely takes a village. And I think that's one of the things that I'm most excited about. Um, You know, a lot of the work that you've done out in the city, you know, Blended had the Austin Mosaic Awards. You just got... Um, you just got the award with Austin Eno. Mm-hmm. Was the Austin on Fire Award? Yep. Yeah, yep. Austin. Was it 50 on Fire? 50 on Fire, yeah, the, Red Blazer uh, winner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you definitely, you know, you're definitely doing some things out here that are just are just making sense, right? The, you're really at the forefront of, you know, I've mentioned to a couple of people, yeah, I'm working with Najee on the blended team. Like, oh, I know Najee. He's a great guy. <laughs> I know Najee. He's a great guy. All right, cool. I'm glad you know him. Cool. Because now I don't, I've broken down that barrier. Mm-hmm. It's not a, oh, here's, here you are or who, whoever you think you are mm-hmm. trying to now introduce myself and, and be that new person. It's like, all right, there's an ally. There's a brother who, who, who there's a, a team member. There's somebody else who's all gone out there and done some of that work. Mm-hmm. He already knocked down some of those barriers as well. We don't have to work against each other. We don't have to build our own separate companies. Why not build that empire? Like you said, it takes a village. Why not contribute to that village that we're trying to build? Mm-hmm. There's nothing different in what you, you see that a lot. And I don't want to call it a crabs in the bucket mentality, but you do see that a lot in which like everybody's in there so stuck in their own lane that they don't necessarily have time to recognize somebody else in their lane as well. Like, look, we, I've been going 75 miles per hour in this one lane, and you've been going 80 miles in your, in your lane, like, but we're going to the same destination. And then you realize it for the whole trip, right? right. Until we get to our destination. It's like, oh, man. Yeah, you, I saw you on the road. Yeah, I saw right? you on the road, man. You, 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 you speed, man. Right. <laughs> I seen you on the road. And so, you know, taking I, I, that take, I think, it takes a bit of humility, right? Mm-hmm. It takes a Definitely. bit of humility, um, and it takes a bit of, like, look, I, I, don't, I don't know everything. I'm not going to know everything, right? I, I, don't necessarily, I don't have the experience that you have, that you've picked up, that global education that you've picked up, some of that discipline that you receive from being in, 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 the, in the military. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it, takes, it takes understanding that, like, one, you're not going to know everything, and two, you can't do everything, right? right. It takes knowing that, and then having the the wherewithal to go outside of yourself and go and looking for other people who have that that can you're looking for leadership right you're looking for a chance to grow you're looking for putting that at the forefront of in the list of the things that you want to do and then finding that whether it be from somebody who has been in this space longer than you or just somebody who just knows it better than you right or who's just actually doing it right um it there is some humility that comes into that man and and it's been it's been an amazing time so far right I think for me, I was struggling trying to figure out, man, how long am I going to be in Austin? I've been here four years now. Like, I don't necessarily know if, if, <laughs> if, if I didn't plan on being here this long. I told myself I was going to be in Austin for like two years. It's been, it's been double that time now. And I told myself, I said two, five at the most. I'm hitting that five. And I was like, man, like if I don't figure out something that's like really got me invested in here outside of just work, then what am I still doing out here? I can go back home where my family is at and like, 
and, and, and make, make things shake with them. And I think it's really one of those things where you just do it. You just jump out there and take that risk. Take that risk and be willing to learn through those failures, right? Through that, all right, man, I, I didn't, I'm not, I don't necessarily know how to manage a basketball player before, but I'm going to put together a proposal. I'm going to put together a meeting with my family members, like, and we're going to talk this out, and I'm going to put my best foot forward, and let's see what happens from there, right? Yeah. You know, I'm going to reach out to, you know, some of these people at CNN. I'm going to reach out to Tristan Walker at Bevel, and maybe they respond, maybe they don't respond, but... I'm going to at least take that, shoot that shot, right? Yeah. And at least see if, if I make it cool. If I don't make it, I'm a, there's going to be other opportunities to shoot another shot. And, uh, man, it's, it's really dope what you're doing out here in the city, man. And, you know, and a lot, of, a lot of the accolades that you receive, a lot of achievements that you've received, and, and just, you know, what you're building thus far is, is amazing. I, I was at the Austin Mosaic Awards. Uh, can't wait for next year. <laughs> I mean, that's how this, and this is just, what, two months ago, right? Uh, yeah, July 19th. Okay, three months ago, my bad. And I'm already excited for the next, uh, next Austin Mosaic Award just to, to see who's going to be there, to see how much bigger and better it's going to get, like, you know, to see who else on the team is about to win another award. I know, I know you're doing leadership, Austin. Right. You're in that cohort now. Um, my first formal leadership program yeah. in training. So, uh, and that's been... We just did the first, um, we had a retreat, then today was like the first day or day two. Yeah. And there's a lot, you know, we did demographics today for Austin. So there's a lot to still be learned, mm -hmm. you know, just here in Austin and kind of like why things are the way they are. Yeah. And like, how do you really um, present or execute on, on different change or yeah. bring different solutions? Yeah. yeah. So looking forward to that. Um, but even like what, what blended means and, and how we're going about doing things you know, from my perspective, you got, and you mentioned like the crab in a bucket mentality where there's a lot of us doing a lot of great things and a lot of cool things, but we're either siloed, mm. we're either doing it individually, or, you know, we're doing it within our own race, which is cool, is needed, but there's, there's more that could also be done. Yeah. And I think that learning from other people, working with other people, there's just so much that, that just adds to how you can build something and just yeah. take it to another level. Yeah. And, you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff that come with that, the relationships and networking, the access. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to Blended because long term, like we're trying to build a media company for the future. Yeah. You know, 2040, 2044, they say like this uh, minority is supposed to be the majority in this country. Yeah. So Oof. a media company that's poised. Absolutely, man. <laughs> absolutely. The future is bright, I think. Yeah. You know, so with a company that's poised for that growth and that authentic uh, content creation mm -hmm. and a platform that amplifies the voices of others and does it from an ownership perspective, that's where I see Blended going. So I'm glad where the team, how the team developed, you know, yeah. organically and has been built. But even with what you're doing and with the podcast, that Blended can be something that amplifies what you're doing and takes you up to the next level. Yeah. And especially when you mentioned, like, you always want to work with a media company. It's like, man... Like, that was volumes hearing that because everything that we're doing matters. Yes. But with what we do and how that matters to us and it matters to other people, yeah. we have now a responsibility yeah. to, 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 uh, to not only our audience and our community, but those that are watching. Yeah. Because there's power in, man, like, I never knew. I never saw that be done. Yeah. Now the reels yeah. really get to yeah. turn. And now it's like, well, if they can bust it or they can do it, I know I can do it too. Exactly. But now I can actually reach out to people and I can actually connect. 
You got enough tools today to do that. Yeah, for sure. For so sure. it's not like I'm by myself. So I think the more and more we start doing that through the stories yeah. and, and getting the, the content out on a higher level and nationally, and then uh, for us, it's, it's global. Man. You know, it's, it's, it's always been global. So yeah. um, I'm hoping that we can also do that, but do it in the right way. And I think the ramifications of that ripple effect globally it's gonna be bar it's gonna be, none. It's gonna be a beautiful thing, yeah, man. man. It's gonna be a beautiful thing, blended, yeah, man. man. But um, now let me before we get you up out of here though. What are some of the things that blended has coming up? I know we're we're approaching the holidays, mm-hmm. the last couple of months of the year. Folks start to wind down, so definitely want to take this time to kind of keep people on the lookout for what's the, what's in store. Some of the key events, key things that's coming up and, you know, key things we want to highlight uh, throughout the rest of the year and, and get them get them ready for, for a lot of these things that we got we got in the bag, man. We, we really digging in our bag coming coming up, man. And Putting in some work. For real. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, a lot of, you know, what we're doing is more of the, the preparation. So, you know, Q1 of next year, there's going to be a lot more mm-hmm. that we're going to release. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot more collaborations. Uh, so we're doing a lot of that logistical work mm-hmm. and and uh, and talking with different organizations and people. But uh, within the last like two months uh, of the year, uh, we're working with a couple of events. So inclusion, inclusion uh, summit is going to be at Capital Factory November first. Okay. okay. Um, so it's technically November first to the fourth. Okay. Um, you know we're going to be a media partner um, for the first the summit and releasing that. Uh, so look out for that. Like I said, Capital Factory, that's going to be a November huge first event. 1st and the 4th. And what UT is doing in their uh, inclusion uh, department, uh, DDCE, support with them. Um, there's a lot of things, a lot of people that's doing some great things. So that's one of the events that we're able to partner and work mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. and help support. Um, so check that out. Um, we're also with Marco Labs, working with them on events as well, too. So be on the lookout for that. It'll be more... Um, Partnerships and how we can help hopefully amplify a lot of the events that's happening at WeWork. Mm-hmm. WeWork domain primarily where we're at. Um, so look forward to some events there. Hispanic Hackers, we're, we're, we've been working with them for quite some time. So looking forward to the next uh, next step uh, with them. So if not uh, Q4, definitely Q1 nice. is coming as well nice. too. And uh, where can they find where can they find you at if if some if there's some folks out there listening and they feel like man I should, I want to reach out to this guy where can they find him at where can they find you at where can they you know if they looking for, to learn more about blended media where can they find that at too? Uh, you know me you know LinkedIn so spelling my whole name is, is how you will find me real quick so Naji H Kelly yeah and Kelly is spelled with K E L L E Y so you know. Got questions, want to reach out, network or whatever, uh, LinkedIn, Twitter. Um, those are like the two primary, you yeah. know, I suggest. I'm on Instagram too, but those those two primarily. Um, Is it Najee H. Kelly on, on Twitter? On uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, and uh, IG. Got it. Nice, nice. And then uh, Blended, we're B-L-N-D-E-D. You know, so like we're going to put the, the E in and spell it correctly once, mm-hmm. you know, we get equality you know, across the board. Ooh. Okay, so that's why the E is dropped. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> talk to yeah. him. Shout out to my boy Ruben, man. Yeah, Working yeah. We're going to add the E in. We know it's not there. Right, right. We're waiting on y'all. That was on purpose. Catch up. Yeah. Um, so, Blended Media, um, IG, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, IG or Twitter, Blended. Um, blended Media, we're uh, LinkedIn and, uh, and Facebook. Nice, nice. Man, again, bro. Super excited to have you here. 
appreciate you taking the time out, man, um, telling your story and, and allowing me to dig a little bit deeper into and, and learning more about Najee Kelly, man. Uh, and, and definitely, like, appreciate you dropping some of these gems out here, man. There's a lot of good things you said out here. Um, I, I would hope that somebody will pick it up and, and will be really inspired by us, by, the, by your story and, and will really maybe get something out of it because I, I definitely took some mental notes. Can't wait to go back and listen to this episode <laughs> on my own as well, man. Appreciate um, BJ, as always, appreciate you. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> At the A100 <laughs> Studios. And, uh, yeah, thank you all for listening to the One Third Podcast. As always, this, this is actually just more than a podcast, really. It's, we're just trying to change the narrative of diversity and inclusion one story at a time. So I just keep bringing people on here who I feel like represent exactly that, people who are, you know, changing that narrative, uh, uh, you know, and, and representing people that look like us, people that look like me, myself, Najee, BJ, uh, every single day and, and just really telling their story and getting to highlight what it takes to, to utilize the time in their day to, to follow their passions. Um, if you feel like that's you or somebody you know, tell them to reach out. You know, tell, them, tell them to hit me up. They can find Najee. They can find me or anybody else in the Austin space. It's not that big. You know, it's not <laughs> that true. many of us. Um, that's true. No, but if, you, if you're looking out for the, for the Instagram and the Twitter for one third, it's the one three rd life on instagram and twitter i i'm sure if you've been listening i've been changing the name left and right it's you know it's it's a the it's brand a is process yeah, yeah it's a process all right we get it, new people and we lose them every week you know what i'm saying <laughs> it's a process you know we, we figuring out we we got the logo coming through we partnering with the blended team big things are in store just again it's a matter of consistency we just out here doing what we know how to do and eventually everything's going to take care of itself now the so, one thing i will say and and challenge you on you know, you're building a, a platform. Audio is kind of like the, the media medium. Mm. But when it comes to Austin, there's a lot of challenges in the, in the DNI space. Um, and I think with content creators and, 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 creator and entrepreneurs of color, to build it and build it from a perspective of ownership, mm. you got that torch. Mm. So I, I want to challenge you and what you're doing with the podcast and, and as you grow to grow to some extreme heights. Mm. Like, I think you got an opportunity from a podcast standpoint and the platform behind that and mm. what audio is means to a lot of people now in, in, in today's world. And Austin specifically, I want to see this one-third podcast as one of those top podcasts, top three, top five in man, Austin. Man, challenge accepted, brother. Challenge accepted, man. We, we got to end on that note. <laughs> we got to end on that note, man. Yeah, hey, but listen, for, thank you all for tuning in. For those of y'all listening, this is the one third. Until next time, what's yours? Peace. We out. We out.